You're listening to MOG Channel. Hi guys, welcome to my podcast. This is MOG Channel where we help you to see a real and practical Christianity from God's Word. If you're new here, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. Today we are going to continue our faith series and today's topic is faith is not private. Faith isn't private. Now, what do I mean by faith is not private? Well, for one, faith is designed to be in the spotlight and it's not meant to be hidden. Many people, when they walk in faith or walk by faith, they walk by faith privately. And what I mean by that is that you decide, okay, I'm believing God for this. But you only believe God privately. And the moment you get public, you lose the spine to talk about what you believe. So let's say you're believing God for a phone. You're using a phone that is hooking, glitching or whatever. And saying, I'm believing God for a phone. I have a new phone. Remember, it's not. I mean, when we say well, I'm believing God, remember, it's not uh, one day to come. Oh no, you already have it. I have it. Believe you receive, and you have what you say. So you say, I have it. I have a new phone. It's in that reality. Now you're holding the old phone, but you say, I have a new phone. I have a new phone, and then you go right out there. Now let me say this: faith does not deny. Let me use what facts, right? Faith is just alternate facts that superimpose over. The normal fact so you go out there and you're using the phone and so this is your phone they glitch you you get you can how many of you would actually say i have a new phone and like guy but you're using this one can I say yes i know i'm using this one but i have a new phone and my phone is coming you see it because i will have what i say tell the person i will have what i say so i say i have a new phone i will have a new phone many people lack that audacity honestly in fact, many people don't even have friends that they can be comfortable sharing such with. And let me say this. If you have friends that you cannot share these kind of things with, you need to change your circle of friends. You need to have friends who, when you say, they say, yeah, it's true, man. I can see the phone. It's very, very true. And they can speak faith alongside you. They can encourage your faith. But many people just have friends. It just tells you that you are in a very, very canal zone. But let's even leave friends. How about those who are not your friends? Right? Those who are unbelievers those who are around places right the same thing someone tells you ah it's your phone man you need to get a new phone you say i don't know i already have a new phone so where is the phone oh it's coming it's on the way i have it can you be bold like that concerning what you have believed god for can you be tenacious like that can you be stubborn like that concerning what you believe god for many times this is what is lacking this is what is missing and this is where people don't receive of course there are many reserves to receive but we're trying to cover as much as possible so that you have this place or will i say playlist or checklist that you can actually tick off when you're walking in faith the question is am i audacious about it am i public about it there are some times that as you're walking in faith it's just on your heart like it's something that you just know that you know you have it when you've walked on your heart you know you have it sometimes you may put on your status i have a new phone so I was like, what's the matter with this guy? I have a new phone. I have this. I have that. Your faith is not designed to be private, only where it looks like it makes sense among people that make sense. No. Like I always say, you visit the doctor, right? Whether the guy is born again or not, the doctor tells you, ah, you're going to die. You have cancer. You have this. You have that. You should be able to tell the guy, say, sir, I like you, but I don't have this thing. 
I don't have it. You get like it's public. It's a public declaration. It's not like when you're there, quiet. Mm, you take the sentence. They just sentence death on your head. You leave it like that. Then you now go to your house. I have it. I'm not sick. I will not die. Uh, no, it's public and private. Very, very public. Very, very private. When Jesus cursed the fig tree, was in public. He didn't hide at night and say, "Let's go and cause the fig tree." Uh-uh. He was in public, right? Yes, your faith is public. Do you only heal the sick in privacy? Come, come and enter, enter this alley. Let me heal you. And then in public, you are just looking around. No, it is private and public. Oh, sorry, it is public. It means it's everywhere you do it. Faith is everywhere. It's like your confession of who you are in Christ or, or your salvation, right? Your salvation. Is your salvation private? Is it private? Is this something that you just confess indoors? Then outdoors, you just behave as if, ah, no, I beg, let them not laugh at me. And many people do this because they are afraid of being ridiculed. Well, coming to that, in faith you say, in faith you believe, you will have what you say. So that means your talking has to be consistent, whether you are with people or without people, right? In faith you believe, your believing is an action, something you do that proves you have what you say. Do you get? If I say what I say, my actions prove I have what I say. So that also has to be in public. It has to be in public. So let's see, for example, money. You say, I have this money. I have my needs met. My needs are met. You go in public and you're like, ah, let me know say my needs are met so that someone also help me will not now <laughs> say they are not going to help me. But no, the truth is yes, my needs are met. In the name of Jesus, my needs are met. I have what I say. If someone says, do you need money? You say, yes, of course, I need money. My needs are met. I need money. Give me money. <laughs> You get, you don't deny the fact on ground though. Do you get, you don't deny it, but you speak the reality, you act out the reality you get of the other realm. Can you actually speak publicly and boldly and say, yes, I have it. I have the money I need. I have the money I require. There are some very, very dead devil moves you have to make when you are walking in faith though. Like we're trying our best to communicate it to you that this thing is very audacious. There are some very dead, dead devil moves that you must you must work on like i mean think about it. let's say you say uh i'm looking for an example okay i have admission or i have this or i have that right maybe i have my visa i have my passport and you just sit down at home yeah I pray no they will bring my passport to me you know you go to the passport office do you get hair you go to the office there and you, because you have it so you are going to collect it you may go there they may stand you up they may do whatever but you have it so you maintain your stance you remain stubborn this is especially when you're walking in faith and you're not seeing instantaneous results. There has to be staying power. Many believers don't have staying power. Many believers get discouraged quick. I think I'll make a separate podcast episode on that. Getting discouraged very, very quickly. But the truth is that you have to realize that, as we said, the evidence that you have something is not in you physically receiving it. The evidence is that God's word said it. And so when you understand that, you live from God's word, no matter how long it takes, you know that eventually your circumstances will align with God's word, right? So look at health. I think I've dealt with health. You must be able to publicly and privately confess the fact that you are fine. You may be shaking in public. Say, what's wrong with you? Say, I'm fine. I'm fine. My body is okay. You declare, you speak to your body. Not that. Say, are you fine? Say, oh, mm. You know, no, no, no. 
Am I saying that if pain is on you, don't show the pain? Of course, show the pain, but I'm saying that your mouth, your confession, your attitude, your mindset must be different. It's a public declaration, right? Aha. Things like maybe weight or possessions, you want something. You must be willing to confess it publicly, not in private, not hiding to do this. You get. Because the way I look at it is that we don't hide to confess our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. We don't hide. We confess openly about the Lord Jesus Christ. We believe in him, don't we? Yes. And so how do we show that we believe in him? We confess him publicly. We talk about him publicly. You should not be ashamed to bring Christ into a conversation. I don't care who it is. Yes, because you represent him. So if he's real to you, if he's alive, then you will discuss him. You will talk about him. It's not something you will do in private. Then in public, you now act like you're not born again. And a lot of people do that. In private, I'm a Christian. In public, no. I'm not a Christian. I'm a professional. I'm a prophet. Let them not think any. I'm a professional. You're denying Christ, my friend. <laughs> One thing we must never be is men pleasers. Because many times, we don't walk in faith the way we should. We don't declare or profess Christ publicly or our faith work publicly because we are men pleasers. Men pleasers just means that you you value the opinion of men over God. You want people to be happy with you before God is happy with you. Like you get your sense of validation of self-worth from people, from men and women. So men and women must be happy with you. How, how dare you be in a position where they are not happy with you? They must be happy with you. And that's where we really, 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 really miss it. Look at Ephesians 6 verse 5. Servants, be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh, with fear and trembling, in singleness of your heart, as unto Christ. Verse 6, not with eye service as man pleasers, but as servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. So you see, he's talking about being man pleasers. That is, you, you just want to please men at the expense of God. It's very, 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 very wrong. Some people do this a people, I say some people, a lot of people do this a whole lot. People are your priority before God. You want to please your boss at work, you don't mind offending God. <laughs> you want to please your parents, you don't mind offending God. You want to please your boyfriend or girlfriend, you don't mind offending God. You want to please everyone else except God. And this is why Jesus would say that if you are going to be my disciple, that you must live, that is, you must hate father mother brother sister (laughs) and everything in between because that is the criteria for being a disciple you get now when we say hate father mother we are not saying that you must literally 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 hate them no if you look at luke chapter 14 i think verse 26 yes it says if any man come after come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters yea and his own life he cannot be my disciple the word hate there is the word misio misio right misio now misio means several things but one thing that misio means is to love less one thing that misio means is to love less are you seeing that yes it means to love less. So, when we say that, uh, when we say miss you, right? Loving less. It just means that 
God is telling you that if you cannot love your father, mother, things, your life less, you cannot be a disciple. So when we please men first, we are not disciples of Christ. When men matter to us first, we are not disciples of Christ. We are not being Christ's disciples. And your faith cannot be effective when you are a man pleaser because you will be ashamed to declare publicly. And I'm telling you that public declaration of faith is very, very, very key. It's very, very key. Whether it's your faith in Christ that gets you saved or faith for things, faith for situations, faith for whatever. Both of them, it's so important that you are declaring publicly as well as privately. In your home, you are declaring. Outside, you are also declaring. You are not silent about it. You're not saying about it. Yes, sometimes yes, people have to hear about it. Tell them, look, I can't be sick. I cannot be sick. Say, what are you doing? Oh, no, no, no. Our corona is in town. Look at it. See how many Christians have watered down their conviction this period. Trying to sound relevant in quotes to the world. They say, eh, we know you are born again. No, we know that God heals you, but in quotes. But stay safe. What is stay safe? I've told you. Is either all your eggs are inside the God basket or none of your eggs are in the God basket? Because see, that's how faith is. Faith is not putting a few eggs in this basket and having plan B, plan C, plan D. No. Faith is that all my eggs are in one basket. <laughs> all my eggs are in one basket. And I hold that basket and I guard that basket very well. That is faith. Faith is not distribution. So some people want to you want to eat your cake and have it. You want to be in quotes christian faith kind of person at the same time you want to be applauded by the world you want the world to say ah that guy i know then you you see people who are receiving comments from unbelievers as if that is how it's supposed to be they say ah no no that man of god is very deep very very sound see how he addressed he says don't be stupid just you know eh (laughs) eh we have to be balanced. We have to be balanced. Balance. Which nonsense balance? I'm telling you, you can't be balanced in faith work. You are either here or there. Um, of course, I'm, you can be a faith person and still use hand sanitizer. No biggie. But the truth about it is that your trust is not in the sanitizer. It's not if it's in the sanitizer, you're finished. And I'm telling you, you're finished. You see, just was it yesterday, we had the reported death of a very influential person in this country. That's in Nigeria. I mean, the thing took the man out. It could take others out. That's the truth. So, point is, it has to be public. You can't live like that. Man pleaser. I want them to be happy with me. I want. I, I don't want them to think I'm not cool. <laughs> and that's another one. I don't want them to think I'm not cool. So, I cannot be talking this faith talk like that. I cannot be saying this. Different. I'm still, see, I've told you, if your inner circle of friends do not find it cool to follow Jesus and talk about faith like that, then you have the wrong set of friends. You need to change your friends. And I say that with all my heart. You need to change your friends. Look at Acts chapter 5 verse 28. It says, saying, did we not straightly command you that you should not teach in this name? This is the Sanhedrin, which was the ruling body in Jerusalem or in Israel then. And of course, they had just caught Peter... I guess Peter James when they were preaching and everything, they, they grabbed them, says, They will not straightly command you that you should not teach in this name. And behold, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and have intended that you bring this man's blood upon us. Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said to them, We ought to obey God rather than men. Are you seeing that? Are you seeing how they chose not to be men pleasers? They say we ought to what obey God rather than men. 
God is the priority. And so in your faith work, you have to realize your faith is in God's ability, in God's power, not in man. And so you have to, beyond beyond blocking your senses, blocking your senses is just one thing. Deciding not to look at at what you are seeing, at the circumstances around you telling you that what you have received is a lie. Aside from that, you also want to be somebody that can publicly tell people, look, I am fine, I am healed, I am wealthy, um, <laughs> my situation has changed even when everything is still looking somehow. And that's why when it comes to the faith work, it has to be something you are doing with boldness. It has to be something you are doing and you've just gotten to the point where you decided, I will not look at anybody's face. I don't care what anybody says to me. I will just do it. That's a very, very essential aspect of your faith. I will not look at anybody's face. I won't look at their faces. I won't. If it's my mother, my brother, my I will not look at their faces. I'm telling you. Because once people look, people in your life can be the greatest hindrance to your faith. Jesus walked into a place where Jairus' daughter is dead and he has to chase everyone else out there so he can operate because that environment was such unbelief. It would have hindered him. He chased them out of the place. So sometimes you have to chase some people out of your life. Yes. I'm talking about believers though. I'm talking about serious believers, people that are supposed to be your core friends. Should change such people in your lives and find people who believe the same things. But then, when it now comes to the unbeliever, you must be bold about it. You must be bold about it. Are you bold about the resurrection? Are you bold about the fact that you will live forever with Christ? Are you bold about it? If you're not bold about it, you need to work on it. You need to be ready to share that publicly. You need to be ready to put out your Instagram or your time. Some people are so afraid that they don't want to put anything that will offend anybody on their Instagram or their timeline. They don't want to. No, we can't afford, afford to offend them. We can't afford to. They will not, I will lose the following. I will do that. Look, even if you're listening to me and you're an influential person, maybe on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Telegram, and everything, you're a Christian. If you cannot publicly confess Christ to all those people, you are failing. And that is the truth. It's the truth. Glory to God. <laughs> I'm not saying that it's easy at first, but that's why you get help. That's why you grow. So you grow spiritually. Right? Uh-huh. If your priority f- is for men to be happy with you no, or not criticize you or think you weird, the faith work is not for you. People will criticize you. People will insult you. People will say you are not. You are not serious. Imagine Noah building that ark for how many years? He built for like, some people say 60 years or whatever. And the floods did not come till maybe 120 years later. And Noah is building an ark. People must have, people must have thought, you are not, my guy. You are not. And some people actually say, rain never fell that period. They must have said, guy, you are not. You are actually mad. You are actually mad. But the guy wasn't a man pleaser. He kept doing what he was doing in public. In the view of everybody, he was building the ark. He didn't cover it with something. He was building the ark right in the view of everybody. Everybody. And he was telling them, come into the ark. Come into the ark. Come into the ark. The guy was not ashamed. But he built that thing by faith. And when the day came, God shot him and his family in there and water poured. So who was laughing in the end? Because the truth is that you'll be seen as mad now. You'll be seen as mad now, but then in the future, you will not be seen as mad, honestly. In fact, you'll be seen as the teacher. I said, can you teach us how you do these things? That's the truth. So you need to take victories for Christ. Take victories for Christ outside. You get, take him outside. 
don't be afraid. One very iconic example of this is the guy called Father Abraham. Actually, Father Abraham is, I think, is a contradiction. That's just like saying Father, Father of many nations. No, he's Abraham. Abraham is Father of nations. That's his name. So, Abraham, I mean, look at it. His wife couldn't conceive. Couldn't conceive for a long time. And he was called Abraham. Abraham means exalted father. And that was okay. I mean, exalted father, fine. You know, after a while, he had Ishmael. But Ishmael was not the child of promise. God even told him, send. That is, Sarah complained. Then God endorsed and said, okay, send him away. So you wonder, okay. Then God now ups the ante and tells him, from now on, you're going to be a father of many nations. Ah, God, what are you trying to do? He calls the woman and says, you too, you're going to be mother of nations. Ah, ah. But that's what he told them. So he, I put up in today's vitamin. I say, can you imagine being called Abraham, father of nations? It's on your passport. It's on your documents. It's everywhere. Father of nations. Everywhere you go, they're calling you father of nations, father of nations, father of nations. They're calling you by that name, father of nations, papa of nations, popsy of nature, nations. And the man has not even one child. Can you imagine the kind of insult and abuse, ridicule? And how they would have said they are being unrealistic, you know. And those Christians that like to be very socially relevant, you are being unrealistic. You're not you're not being real. Go for IV, go for this. Am I saying it's wrong? No, it's not. But you have to know what you're believing for. If you are believing for childbirth, that is just supernatural, that just happens, and you are not able to conceive, then there you have to take all other options of the table. Yes, if you want it supernatural, you take the other options of the table. That is how this thing works. That is how it works. <laughs> that is how it works. So he was mocked and everything, but at the age of 100, he was visited by God and he had a son. So you have to understand that that is how this work is. It is not a walk in the park, it's actually very, very serious. Right? Imagine when they went out in public, their friends must have laughed at them. People who knew them must have smelled. They must have been the gossip of town. Father and mother of nation. Those, those old people, that old couple, want to have a child. They would have been laughed at so much. But they persisted. They continued. They continued. They refused to abandon their convictions. That's how God is looking at it for you. Because at the age of 100, after a while, they're not laughing anymore. He was fine. But can you imagine if you let people's ridicule rob you or when you're in the process, people's ridicule rob you of the results that God has intended for you. That thing you're seeking God for, look, it's at, just on the other side. Why don't you persist today? They say persistence, persistence wears out resistance. Now, it's not, you're not trying to, res, it's not God that's being resisted. No, God has already given it to you, but by your persistence, you are, you, are, you are breaking down more of unbelief. You are establishing that reality in the spirit. Every single day you are speaking words and declaring and your actions and thoughts align towards what you are confessing. You are creating or crystallizing that experience. Very soon we are going to see that experience physically manifested. That is how these things work. That's how it works. That's how it works, right? <laughs> So, I challenge you today, be bold about your faith. Sometimes some, sometimes you may have to just go on your start and write it out there. I have this. I have that. I'm healed. I'm fine. As you're directed, 
because public declaration actually is powerful very very powerful glory to jesus okay with that we come to the end of today's podcast i believe you've been blessed you've learned something i'm going to be doing a q and a session very 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 soon in the sense that you guys who listen to this podcast every day in case there's a question you have about your christian work about faith about relationships whichever area i'll be answering questions i think in maybe two weeks from now yeah two weeks from now i'll be answering your questions so the point is when i have enough questions then i will now make a segment just answering those questions and so definitely you should send in your questions questions you have any about anything literally anything as long as you don't ask me why uh, covid19 is still in nigeria i don't know <laughs> but you can ask me any question as long as it still has a like you can still trace it back to christianity one way or the other like obviously every area of your life is related so ask me questions and i'll be answering all of them and maybe doing it live too who knows maybe on instagram or something i'll be answering but i will do a podcast for here addressing your questions so definitely you want to send your questions to mog did i say emoji sorry no emoji channel but my personal instagram account pst.essien pst.essien that's what you you type to find me on instagram and definitely i'll be looking forward to your questions i'll compile them i'll start to work on them and it's going to be awesome very 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 awesome very awesome also guys don't forget that every morning by 6 a.m to 6 30 we are praying on the mixlr app mixlr get that on the play store or the app store and just follow young ecclesia nation every morning by 6 a.m if you're an ios user you probably get a notification if you're an android user they're still working on that but you can just log into the app 6 a.m you'll find us there praying join us in the prayers strengthen your convictions strengthen your prayer life strengthen your consistency god bless you and i'll catch you guys tomorrow bye bye if this blessed you or you want to say hi or you have a question you can head over to my instagram that's pst.sen pst.essien see you there